You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 283. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 283. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. officially 2019 it is official isn't it a trip we are here we are almost to 2020 like i, I know isn't that the apocalypse or something like depends depends what happens with the election <laughs> <laughs> it is too, yeah you're right i was it, just thinking that i didn't want to say it because we're trying to be kind of you know new, i'm not new, politically neutral <laughs> on these you are but uh yeah oh my gosh i was thinking like wow we've only got another year and a half before election time yeah Ugh. well i remember Ugh. when when we when i was little thinking 2020 seems like so far away yeah. like what about sick over the world in 2020 doesn't everybody know that am i still gonna be alive in 2020 and i was <laughs> talking about that with my best friend she's like you're gonna be fucking 41 i sure hope you're gonna be alive yeah 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 <laughs> And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. So anyway, we've got an amazing show for you. This is the episode all about making shit happen in 2019. Oh, yeah. I have done this specific episode for the last handful of years where I am giving to you a very, very special gift, a planning guide for 2019. But wait a minute. Do you hear a little something? Um, <laughs> let me think. I do. Taking too long. Are you, I think you might have some gas. Oh my God, Kenneth Bryant. Is that your tummy rumbling? No. We interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. Okay, it is a free shit alert. Oh, It's free coming shit around alert. the mountain. That's right. God damn it. <laughs> I don't know why that gives me so much pleasure. I don't either. Um, but I apologize, it, but it does. It, uh, it's really hard to find good help these days. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Gosh. As we're like six years in, I feel like you have a very stable job here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I'll get fired anytime soon. No, no, especially since I don't pay you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so. The eternal yes, intern. There is a free shit alert happening for this episode. It is probably the most robust freebie that I have ever given away on the show. All you have to do is go to thejoyjunkie.com slash 283. That is this particular episode. You will see a place to download your planning guide. You will absolutely want to have that as you go through this episode because there are going to be things that I share today. I mean, you definitely get something out of it, but you will want to re-listen to this episode with your worksheets in hand yeah, so that you know exactly what I'm referring to as we go through this. Or pause this, download. Yes, whatever. It depends. You know, if you're driving or something. Yeah, no, don't. don't get do to your destination. Yeah. But be sure that you take this seriously because a lot of the reason why 
people don't accomplish goals is because they don't get right. out of their head. They don't put them down on paper. They don't solidify, concrete them. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about all of the ways to do that so that you can really set yourself up for success in 2019. And it's the most popular thing that I do each year as far as freebies go. You'll definitely want to check it out. Lots of good journal prompts. And we're going to go through it today. I'm really, really excited about that. But why don't we just start off on a little little bit of a lighter note? I don't know. It depends what you got <laughs> brewing over there. This is, this is definitely a lighter note. All right, so here's our segment Would we like to call. Would you rather? All right, so today's would you rather is, would you rather have permanent Cheeto fingers for the rest of your life? Oh, my God. Or have a popcorn kernel stuck in the back of your throat eternally? Oh, wow. Okay, okay, some qualifiers really quick. Qualify. Qualify away. You okay? You that that feeling in the back of your throat yeah, is the, the worst. Eh, eh, eh. Oh, it's the, the worst. Time. That happened to me with a sunflower seed shell once. It didn't really. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. I was in high school, and it was like like just killing me. And then I I ate a burger at lunch, and it finally made it go down. And all of a sudden, I was like, "Yes, it went yeah. down!" Like all loud. Burgers for good health. And everyone was That's like, the... "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> But I, I was so excited. so excited. I was so excited. Couldn't hold it in. Okay, qualifier about the che- Cheeto fingers. Okay. Do do you just have them and they're gross or do you get them on things? Like, does Oh, it, no, it gets on stuff. It gets on. It yeah. transfers. Mm-hmm. Oh, babe. Yep. Damn it. That was and you weird. can't always wear gloves. Oh, yeah. Loophole. Yeah. Loopholes McGee is out there. If you wear gloves, the gloves have Cheeto fingers. <laughs> you have Cheeto gloves. Okay, so if you're like a dentist or like a, we'll, we'll a, call them Glovitos. Or, or, if, or, but think about that. Think about if you're a dentist with gloves on, or a tattoo artist with gloves on, or you know, and then or a massage therapist. You're getting like Cheeto dust and yeah, yeah, anything. So I guess it depends on your profession. But then I'm thinking, okay, your so keyboard would be just covered I, in orange Cheeto, right? If you play a musician, or oh, a, my, a, if you play musicians. <laughs> That's called managers. If you do, well played. But if <laughs> a musical instrument, it would be all over your guitar, your yeah. guitar. Or your piano keys. Yeah. Gosh, but okay. I. But you'd have trouble talking too because you'd always be like, <clears throat> like with that little popcorn. <laughs> be like, you had a, <clears throat> like had a hairball. I think I could probably get used to that easier than I could leaving a trail of orange dust. <laughs> a everywhere. trail of orange dust. Speaking of the 2020 <laughs> election. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. You could be like the Cheeto fairy it. and just like sprinkle Cheeto dust everywhere you went. Oh my gosh. And then people would be like <laughs> sticking their tongue and like. <laughs> I'm sure they would. I'm sure they would. I'm sure that's yeah. exactly what that's they would exactly do. exactly what would That's sanitary. I think I'm going to actually pick the the corn kernel. You're going to go with the corn kernel? Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I think I am too just I because I make a living get... with my hands. So. Oh, yeah, you couldn't. Yeah. I mean. I, I wouldn't have very much business. <laughs> I wouldn't have any return customers, that's for sure. They'd be like, he was really good, but he got Cheeto dust all over me. <laughs> and it never went away. It just had Cheetos, like, streaming down my back. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Well, we would love to hear what you would rather. And so Mr. Smith has already laid down the law for the loopholes. And if you're wondering what we're referring to with that, we have a private Facebook community. It's called the Joy Junkie After Hours Club. And every single Monday we discuss the would you rather. And there is always a grouping of people who want to come in and try to find a loophole. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to wear gloves. Like, yep. bam, bam, bam. And then Little Mr. Legal Smith. Beagles. And I got to be the legal eagle. <laughs> he comes in and just gets, cracks that whip. That's right. So it's hilarious to hear everybody's rationale and reasoning. So cruise over to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. That redirects you right over to the group. And then on Thursdays, I always do Q and Slay, which is an open Q&A that I do for any issues that have come up amongst the group that week. Tons of awesome things. We do a Warm Fuzzy Wednesday where we do celebrations, Open Mic Tuesday, all sorts of fun stuff. So come hang out with us. Again, totally free. I've got all these freebies this week. It's out of control. You are starting off the new year right. That's right. That is right. Because I'm I'm just so generous. I got to give, 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 give. (laughs) And speaking of that, one other freebie to mention to you guys, if you have not jumped in on my free workshop, you have to do this, especially in the new, I mean, you don't have to, but I highly advocate that you do. If you struggle with self-doubt people-pleasing, being highly invested in what other people think, or constantly feel the need to control and really hold on to everything being perfect, 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 you tend to towards perfectionist tendencies, mm-hmm. you will want to catch this workshop. Very simple, thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. You can save your seat as long as there's still spots available. At the time of this recording, there should be, uh, or there are at this time, and if there are if they're out for whatever reason, uh, just check back in a couple of days. There's there's new workshop slots added daily. But what I've done is I've taken the five main principles that I use with my clients and students to get them to that place of total confidence, feeling enough, and genuinely being happy and joyful I've distilled that down into those five, five key elements that get you to that place. So if you feel like you just kind of piecemeal your self-help together, or you catch a podcast here or a book there, there might be a reason why things aren't sticking and cementing for you. Mm-hmm. So go over there, have a watch through the workshop, and see if there's some things that start to untangle for you so that you can let go of that people-pleasing and perfectionism. Cool. So tons of freebies for you this week, but let's jump in and start looking at how do we really make monumental shit happen in 2019? Like what are the things that really need to be present in order for your goals to crystallize? One of the things that I do see very, very commonly is that people will say things that are extremely vague, like this is the year I get my health on track. Uh Uh-huh. This is the year I manifest my soulmate. This is the year of starting my business. But they, what they don't do is they don't get really clear about exactly what that looks like. And they also don't get clear about specific benchmarks or, and or due dates. And really quantifying, like, here's when it needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And qualifying, here's what needs to happen. All right? So you'll see this in your worksheets. What we're going to start off doing is we're going to start looking at 2018 in review. Now, little disclaimer. 
Those of you who are high achievers, those of you who maybe are recovering perfectionists, tend to skip this part because looking at 2018 in review doesn't feel progressive. Usually you want to just, let's plow right through, let it go. What do I want to do in 2019? Let's just achieve, 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 achieve. This part is imperative because it starts to figure out what the lessons were from this past year so that you don't repeat any mistakes going into the new year. That's right. And truly, from a sort of a metaphysical manifestation place, celebrating where you are and how far you've come and what you've accomplished or what you've learned is huge to the universe. Like, oh, she's grateful. He's appreciative. He can, uh, he will receive. We can give him more, give her more. So please, please do not skip this. And a lot of times what can happen is it's feels challenging for us to actually celebrate our accomplishments, but it really is important for the undercurrent of self-love and self-worth. Absolutely. Because we're not, we don't want to just keep checking off the boxes, right? Did this, did that, did this, did that. What we want is to actually be happy. Yeah. And if we aren't embedding our self-worth and self-love into the goal process, all it becomes is is a checklist. It's just a to-do list. Yeah. That's it. Right. So we and want if that's to- what makes you happy is clearing off your to-do list, then go right at it. But it usually doesn't. That's right. That's absolutely right. Okay. So you will see this as the first question. Reflecting on all that transpired in 2018, what are you the most proud of? Hmm. Now that doesn't have to be necessarily a massive accomplishment. It could be something as simple as behaving in a way that you wouldn't have in the past. So let's say you used to fly off the handle or be really triggered around your family whenever drinking came up or something like that. And you've been able to watch yourself engage with your family in a much calmer way. That's something to be proud of. Absolutely. If you took care of Two dental visits this year. That's something to be proud of. I want you to tally all of the things that you are really, really needing to commend yourself on. Moving on, what was your biggest lesson learned in 2018? I sure the fuck know what mine was. Mm-hmm. And it was listening to intuition. Absolutely. Learning how to truly tap into the physical piece of listening to my body, listening to my heart. That may not be the case for you. It could be something like I've learned how to trust this year, or my biggest lesson was who I can't trust, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Or it might be a new modality that you learned in your job that opened your mind up to things. It could be a spiritual practice. It could be a way to communicate. What was your biggest lesson learned in 2018? What word or theme would you use to describe the role 2018 played in your life and why? So we had this a few times. I think in 2015, I remember, you you guys might not remember depending on how long you've listened to the pod, but 2014 was an extremely tumultuous, challenging year for us. Yes, it was. We moved into 2015 feeling like it was a year of rebuilding because mm-hmm. there was a lot of things in 14 that had kind of fallen apart and been a huge struggle and f- 
2015 felt like a rebuilding for us. So think about that. Like, is there a word? Is there a theme? Is there a metaphor? Even like a phoenix rising? Is there something that you can uh, depict the role that 2018 played in your life and why? And take some time to journal around that. All right. So moving on to page two, use the space below to list out all accomplishments from 2018 that you want to celebrate. Now, this is a little bit different than where you are proud of yourself. These are things that you actually accomplished that you set out to do and or you accomplished and didn't even realize that you were going to accomplish them. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, like maybe you bought a house and had no expectation that that was even on the docket for 2018. And you did. Or maybe you learned a new language. Or maybe you got into community theater or roller derby or you did something that you're actually really proud of that accomplishment. Yeah, that's good. Or maybe you got through the first round of IVF and you didn't know how you were ever going to get through that. Uh, Things like that, that you've gotten through something. Maybe it's a death you have accomplished something. You've mourned the loss of somebody. That's a big deal. And a lot of times we don't we don't celebrate any type of accomplishment unless it is what we deem as, quote, successful or monetary. Like, I can only celebrate an accomplishment if it affects how much money I make or my clout. Like, oh, I, I can celebrate a new degree or right. I can celebrate that I opened a new business, uh-huh. but I can't celebrate that I'm speaking up to my family. Or I can't celebrate that I, I kicked caffeine addiction. Mm-hmm. I totally did that this year, by the way, or last year. Nice. Good yeah. for you. So things like that, we go, oh, that doesn't that doesn't count as an accomplishment. Yes, it does. Oh, my gosh. Any forward movement that you make in your life counts as an accomplishment. Yeah. And you deserve to celebrate it. And then finally... How have you grown over the past year? Who have you become? So if you were to look back at yourself this time last year, what was different about her? What was different about him? Is there very marked changes in your personality and your character traits, how you present yourself that's very distinctly different this year now compared to last year? Hmm. And, and really nail down, who have I become? You know, because a lot of times that will give us inclination of where we want to progress even further. Yeah. Right? Like if, because a lot of times we go, I'm not totally there yet. It's like, that's fine, but let's acknowledge the steps. Celebrate it. Yeah. Let's celebrate that there have, there has been growth. That's important. That's hugely important. So quick little recap on the 2018 in review. Reflecting on all that transpired in 2018, what are you most proud of? Number two, what was your biggest lesson learned in 2018? Number three, what word or theme would you use to describe the role 2018 played in your life and why? Use the space below, which you'll see on your worksheets, to list out all the accomplishments from 2018 you want to celebrate. And also, finally, how have you grown over the past year? Who have you become? So that's just Mm. kind of a little bit of fodder as we go into some of these goal setting. Who have you become? That's a deep one. It is. Yeah. It really is. And I would encourage you to lean into character trait descriptors. Um, Like I have become far more compassionate. I've become more self-aware. I've become more respectful. 
I have uh, become more frugal. I've become more mindful. Start looking at sort of adjectives that are character traits that you've huh. started to embody. Okay, I like it. Yeah. Okay, moving on to Wheel of Life. This is one of my favorite, favorite yeah. tools to use. I still use it with my clients. It was introduced to me by the Coaches Training Institute at, where I received my coaching certification. And I'm not sure if they were the founders of this or not. It was just where I was uh, introduced to it. So basically what it is, is it showcases eight major categories of our life that overall together tend to contribute to a, a full and fulfilled life. So the eight categories that you are going to see in your worksheets are fun and recreation, significant other, career, money, spiritual growth, and that might be personal growth, spirituality, depending on where you fall, friends and family, health, and physical environment. Now, physical environment can be your everything from your immediate living arrangement. It could be the neighborhood that you live in. It could be the city. It could be the state. It could even be the country. So physical environment is most acutely related to your where you actually reside, but keep in mind some of those other elements. Like if you really want to move to a different country or if you really want to move to a different state, physical environment might play a part in that Absolutely. role. So what you're going to see is a place to give yourself a ranking of how satisfied you are in these eight categories at the end of 2018. And then we're also going to forecast how we would like to feel at the end of 2019. So we're essentially looking at here's how I would rank my satisfaction now and here's what I would like it to be in one year's time. So you'll see at the very inner circle, you'll see that we're going to kind of size up 2018 or where you are right now as it relates to these eight categories. How satisfied are you? So as an example, let's say significant other, you have a seven. Maybe you're pretty happy, but you know that there's some changes that you could make inside your relationship to maybe communicate better or connect a little more often or maybe up the sex life game or, or whatever. But you give yourself sort of a ranking, zero being not satisfied at all, 10 being absolutely, totally fulfilled and completely satisfied. And so you go through all of these categories. Maybe it's career and you are like, oh, I am out of five. I mean, I'm grateful I have a job, but I know I don't want to be here long term. So you get what I mean. You size up this year. And then on the outer parameters, you can see 2019. Yeah. So we want to go flash forward a year from now. What would be a logical next step for you within a year's time? If you're saying, I'm a seven right now with my significant other, where would I like us to be in a year's time? Mm, probably like a nine. Or if I'm at a five in my career right now, Mm, where would I, I – I think I'd really like to be at maybe seven or eight within a year's time. Right. Right? Okay. So you start looking at what makes sense as 
a a year-long goal to up the ante in these particular categories. Now, the reason why I think it is so important to look at all of these is because they are a well-rounded life. They're the things that contribute to a fulfilled existence. And what happens oftentimes is we either make goals that are too vague, like we say, this year is all about my health, like I said, or all about my business. Mm Mm-hmm. And or we make it only about one category, the one that excites us the most, right? So we think, I'm excited to put everything into my business, but I don't want to look at my marriage. But I don't want to look at my relationships with friends and family. But I don't really want to look at my physical environment because I don't love how I live, you know? So – a lot of times what we do is we'll attach to goals that seem like a lot of fun and then we which is great but we'll neglect other areas of our life simply because we want to shut ourselves off to that. Now, significant other making that better might mean separation. It might mean going to therapy. Yeah. It might mean taking some action to see what you want to do with that relationship. But as we go through this, I want you to really watch yourself. Am I putting together goals that are only one or two categories of my life and I'm neglecting everything else? And they're hard to look at or either that or you feel like you've kind of accomplished what you need to accomplish in that. Right. And we'll we'll talk about that too, like maintenance goals. Yeah. But because for you and I, I have I have I know everyone's going like throw up, but I've always felt like we're pretty much at a 10, you know, but we make maintenance goals every single year. How do we want to take care of our marriage? How do we want to celebrate different things? How do we want to make sure we have date nights still scheduled so that we can maintain that high level, Right. right? Same thing could be true for you in health and wellness. Maybe you feel on top of the world with your health and you're really proud of yourself. What are the maintenance goals? Maybe it's, maybe it's a triathlon. Maybe it's an Ironman. Maybe it's joining a kickboxing gym or something like that. So don't neglect the areas that are also still really thriving in your world. All right? Absolutely. So I want you to start nailing those down. Where are you at now in this category? And then where do you want to be in one year's time? So again, just to finish that thought, make sure your goals are not just one category of your life and make sure that they are specific. And we're going to get into what that actually looks like. All right, moving on. I want to talk to you a little bit about this concept called SMART goals. Again, this is not something I came up with, but it helps create sort of a filter around the things that you want to accomplish so that you know if you are setting yourself up for success or not. I love this acronym. It's great. Yeah. yeah. So as Mr. Smith said, it's an acronym. So SMART stands for specific uh, words. So S stands for specific. specific. <laughs> so a SMART goal that is very specific would say something like, I want to purchase Disneyland <clears throat> passes for the family and plan five trips this year. Okay, that is a SMART goal. It's very crystallized and specific. Not SMART would be saying something like, I want to do more activities with the kids. Yeah, okay. It's not concrete. It has no time measurement. Like, it's just not SMART. So S is specific. M stands for measurable. You can easily tell if you've accomplished this goal because it is measurable. So the Disneyland passes, yeah, I can tell. 
Like, have we, did we purchase the passes? Yes or no. Did we plan five trips this year? Are they on the calendar? Yes or no. Have we budgeted for those? Do Have you put aside um, your time away from work? You know, there's so many things that you need to accomplish before that goal actually gets fulfilled. Yeah. That's exactly right. But on the, the alternative, the not smart, by saying, I just want to do more activities with the kids, there's really no way to measure that. You you can't tell if you, like, you, you, it's kind of anecdotal. Like, I think, yeah, we've done a little bit of this. We've done, mm-hmm. it, and it doesn't really aid in you feeling very accomplished, right? So specific, measurable. The A stands for achievable. Is it possible for you to accomplish this? And the answer should be yes. Now, what I mean by that is it should feel like a stretch, something that's like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm excited. It's okay if you're dealing with inner critic stuff, but it shouldn't be something that is so daunting and so overwhelming and monolithic that you just think there is no fucking way. Because if you set up goals like that, you throw in the towel so much faster. You have an out. You have an Mm -hmm. out for sure, but you also have set the bar so high that it is damn near impossible because you're so discouraged. What I'm saying is sometimes people set those goals because they know they're unachievable so that they kind of set themselves up to not have to do it. Right. Or they'll set themselves up in circumstances that don't <clears throat> cater to them actually being able to achieve something. Sure, sure. You know, like if you, let's say, oh, like you decide to go to night school, but you are totally an early bird. And trying to go to night school to finish a degree is setting yourself up for failure because uh, you yeah. know you do not thrive in that way. Yeah, you're right. So you also have to watch the way in which you operate mm-hmm. best. Are you setting up goals that are conducive with that? So specific, measurable, achievable. Is it possible to accomplish it? And you know, in the the not smart version of the do more activities with the kids, the goal is so non-specific that you can't even really tell if it's realistic or not because we're not we're not even sure what we're asking for here. Number or number four, num the R number. I was going to say number R. <laughs> number R. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got specific, measurable, achievable, resonant. Resonant. I was I forgot that one. This one, I think is different depending on who's teaching smart goals, but I know that this is sort of the the coachier version. So again, purchasing Disneyland passes for the family and planning five trips per year, that goal is really resonant because it honors my value around family and human connection. It's not something that I'm doing to keep up with the Joneses or that I think I just should do. It has to be something that really lights your spirit on fire. It's not, I'm going to get a degree because my dad wants me to, or I'm going to move to California because my kids want me to. Mm -hmm. It has to be something that really is a desire of your heart because when you get into action around goals and the going gets tough and you have to study a lot or you're opening a new business or you're working on your physical fitness. There's times when it is going to be fucking hard. Yes. Yep. And you have to be attached to your bigger why, the bigger reason why you want to accomplish this. And if it's not resonant for you, you're not going to accomplish it, right? It's not going to be easy to accomplish. And it's also not going to be very fun or fulfilling. Yeah, right. Because it's for somebody else or for some sort of obligatory reason. So make sure that it's something that really hits home. I think um, 
relevant was the word I remembered for R. Mm. It's the same thing, right? Is it relevant to your life? Is it relevant to what you want to accomplish in being happy, right? Mm -hmm. End of the day, that's what these are all for. That's right. That's right. Again, it's like the reason we accomplish goals, the reason we do anything like that is because of how we think it'll make us feel. Yeah. We want to feel happy. We talked about this last week, that we just genuinely want that degree because we think we'll have more freedom. We think that will give us happiness, right? All right. Specific, measurable, achievable, resonant, or relevant. And then finally, T is for time-oriented. So by setting this goal, you have the time measurement factor included. You want to accomplish these five trips within 2019, right? So we know exactly what needs to happen in order to build in the baby steps like you were saying. So if I know I need to purchase Disneyland passes, we need to figure out how much that's going to be for the whole family. We need to figure out where we're staying. Well, if we're gonna if we're gonna spend mo- how we're gonna spend the money on that because that's a pretty penny. Mm-hmm. Like, do we need to save for that to get that to begin with? Then we need to book out in our calendar what where do those five trips fit with the kids' school schedules, with uh, with the dual income, like the two parents where they're gonna be, all of that. So, and then getting time off so you can start breaking it down. But you can't do that unless you've run it through this criteria. It has to be specific, measurable, achievable, resonant, and time-oriented. So again, in the the not smart version, doing more activities with the kids, there's no time limit. Like you don't – those are the types of goals that go on year after year after year because there's no measurement. There's no, okay, we're going to get the passes by – February 1st, and we know we're going to take our bonus check and use that to pay for the passes, Yes, right? And then we can kind of go, okay, first item of business will be spring break. We're going to do that with the, you know, whatever. But you can't do that if you're just like, do more activities with the kids or get, be a little more healthy. Right. Or. I just want to make some more money this year or I just want to lose some weight this year. Right. I really wanted to just read more this year. Like any of those are ambiguous. That's right. There's there's no measurement to them. Yeah. So, so true, babe. And that it's a slippery slope that we all get into. So even if you start off with that, ask yourself, what does that really mean? And how will I know that I've accomplished it? And run it through the SMART goal filter. Is it specific? Is it measurable? Is it achievable? Is it something that kind of scares me, you know, but I do think I can ultimately accomplish it. I'm going to have to stretch but I can do it. Is it resonant? And is it time oriented? So once you've distilled all of those things down to some very smart goals, now you're going to take it to your planning sheets. So this is what you're going to see on pages five and six. And this is where we take those eight categories of the wheel of life that you already kind of summed up. Here's where I want to go. And you start to craft the goals. Now, what I would suggest that you do is have a big goal. Like, let's say we're under physical environment. So let's say you have one major goal right there of, let's say, I want to move to New York. And then underneath that, write all of the little baby steps that would need to happen in order to get you there. Sure, that's (laughs) 
It's a good list. So that you're breaking down, here's all of the things that support that bigger goal. And then you'll see right next to them, it'll say, by when. That's when you can crystallize the specific date. So let's say physical environment. My big goal is I'm going to move to New York by, let's say, November 2019. So that means first item of business is probably to figure out work. How am I going to, what am I going to do when I get out there? Then I'm also going to need to figure out um, housing. I'm going to need to figure out transport. I'm going to figure out selling a bunch of my shit because you know you're going to have to downsize. You know, all (laughs) of that kind of stuff. And then put dates by that as well. By when, and then run them through the smart goal filter, which you'll see to make sure that's the final category there for you, kind of the final column. So just do a quick little check mark. Are all of these goals, the big one, and then the supporting goals, those baby step goals, are they all smart? Do they all have a time limit? Is it, I am going to purge my closet in the bedroom by, I don't know, March 1st, 2019. Yes, that is specific, it's measurable, it's achievable, it's resonant, it's time-oriented. All of those criteria fit your baby step that supports the ultimate goal of moving moving to New York. Yes, absolutely. All right? Now, I want you to do that under all eight categories. Health, friends and family, spiritual growth, fun and recreation, money, career, and significant other. Now, here's the deal. There's probably going to be a couple of these categories that are going to take the most mental energy and bandwidth. Right. So for instance, for us, that was a very real thing, moving to North Carolina from California. That took up a lot of our goal for 2018. Right. Right? So for instance, things like significant other, we were able to keep that as maintenance goals. We made sure that we built in our date nights still once a week. We planned, I think, like three or four different types of vacations. Like we went to Big Bear and and Vegas and Hawaii. Yeah, so we did a couple of things where we still were setting up time to maintain our relationship, but it wasn't like the year of focusing on the relationship the way it might be for you. Well, we double dipped too because we drove across the country. So that in itself was a significant other goal totally. that we got to share, you know, visiting all these different places as we came across the states. That's exactly right. And you might have some crossover. You definitely will have some crossover. Sure. So for instance, you might have a big health goal that you and your partner are doing together or you mm-hmm. and your best friend are doing together. And so it caters to your friends and family goal. Right. That's fine. And some of these might be a lot smaller in scale. So for instance... Physical environment might be a move to New York. Your career might be you just want to educate yourself on one other piece that you could infuse into your into your career. You're really happy. You just want to kind of keep up with some continuing education. You don't want to make any big, big moves in the career. So do you see what I'm saying? Where some of them will take a little bit more intensity. Now, if you want to create change in all of these areas <laughs> – That's fine, but I want you to pace yourself and triage. I want you to start with the one that will make the biggest impact in your life the fastest. It can't be overwhelming. Yes. And start working through it that way instead of feeling like I've got to do all of these things all the time. Or get them calendared in that way where 
you know, you're really focusing on health for the first quarter. And then you're moving into all of your relationships, like friends, family, significant other. You're moving into that second quarter where you're really focusing. Or break it up in a way that feels palatable for you. But I'm sure you've heard me say this a million times. If it's not on your calendar, if it's not on your to-do list, it's not going to happen. So if you don't get out your calendar, your planner, your paperwork, these worksheets, and really decide on specific tangible times to accomplish this stuff, you won't. That's right. You just straight up won't. Right. right? So it's. I won't say that they won't, but it is going to be a lot harder. Right. To get there. This is... I mean, if you were planning a business, you would sit down and write out what you want that business to be. You do the same thing with your life. You do the same thing with the goals that you want to accomplish. Those are all things that are going to make you happier, things that are going to make the people around you happier. So put some effort into it. It's a lot easier to put the effort in up front than it is throughout the year. Everybody goes, oh, well, I'll just figure it out as I go. And it's like, yeah, there's something to that. But at the same time, it's nice to have a blueprint that you can, and you can shift and move that. Right? That's you right. can make it malleable. Yep. It doesn't have to be this hard set structure of, well, no, I said it'd be this. You know, you can, that's not making yourself happy. That's right. <laughs> right. That's and that's the, kind of the end goal of it all. Yeah. That's a great point. Yes, you can tweak and alter and things can change. That's totally fine. In fact, I remember, I can't remember if it was resonance. What right? year? That's the R. That's right. I can't remember what year it was. It might have been, it might have been 08, I think. We, one of our goals was to go to Ireland and we bought a house that year instead. Right. right. So it sort of, and, and that wasn't on our radar. We didn't know that that was going to be a possibility and it kind of opened up for us. And so we said, okay, this is more important. Let's, let's accomplish this and let's scratch going to Ireland because we do need to choose, right. you know, that year we, we really needed to choose. So that's okay as well, you guys. And keep in mind, some of these categories might be maintenance goals might be things that you just want to make sure you're maintaining. And then some of them might be really, really minimal. They might not take a ton of effort. Like your fun and recreation, maybe what you really want to do is just go check out the local game night, you know, at the senior center. Or you want to (laughs) maybe join a roller derby team or something like that that's not going to take up an exorbitant amount of time. And energy, whereas a complete move across states or countries might be a massive amount of bandwidth or starting a new company might be. So take into account that you can triage this and you do not, please don't try to do all of them at one time because you will set yourself up for total overwhelm and burnout and that's no fun at all. And You can have all of the things. I think it's Oprah who said you can have all of the things. You just can't have them all at the same time. And Hmm. that's okay, right? Like you can have it all. You can have it all, just not at the same time. But actually accomplishing those things and having it all takes a plan, takes a blueprint, and takes some quantifiable dates on that calendar. Yeah. So I'm hoping that this has been hugely helpful for you. If you have not grabbed your worksheet, please, please, please grab that planning guide over at thejoyjunkie.com slash 283. And if you know that 2018 was a really challenging year and you definitely want to make some monumental strides in 2019 as it relates to how you view yourself, feeling like, God, 
damn it, this is the year that I love who I am, that I figure out what that looks like, that I could actually say I am enough, that I have confidence to actually go after my goals and my dreams, then please check out my workshop. It's thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. It'll also be listed in the show notes. Lots of free resources for you this week. And as always, you're more than welcome to come hang out in our After Hours community. Yeah. Every link that you need will be in the show notes. Anything else you wanted to throw in? Yeah. I've done these worksheets for the last several years. Yep. And each time we do this podcast, it amps me up mm-hmm. and it and I learn something new every time, even though it's the same material that we've gone over for years yeah. and years. You know, it, we all grow and we all change and hopefully we start putting those things that we start getting wiser to what it is that does make us happy as we do these uh, Mm -hmm. goal sheets. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's such a great point to really pay attention to that resonance piece. Yeah. Because this has to be for something that you truly desire and truly want. And what I wanted four years ago isn't what I want this year. That's right. So it's very different each year. That's exactly right. I remember when I realized that I was falling out of love with makeup artistry. and I remember that. And I didn't know that personal development was the next chapter. I I really had to grieve that what I thought was the trajectory of my career, I didn't want it anymore. And I had to kind of grieve the loss of wanting. And that was really, really hard for me. I remember in that chapter because I kind of said, I know what my path looks like if I keep going this direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't want that anymore. But over here, I have no fucking clue. But I chose I have no fucking clue. And yeah. I'm so glad that I did. <laughs> uh, so so just know that this is not as easy as being wrapped up in a nice little episode. But it should give, That's a good point. It should give you some jumping off point to yeah. start nailing down what would be a fruitful, fulfilling 2019 for yeah. you. So hope that you enjoyed – Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We appreciate you more than you will ever know. And we will see you around these parts next week. So here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith out. 